Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the final episode of season one of The Center. This is part eight, written by Jesse McEwen and Tom Bass, directed by Tucker Gates. The episode premiered 9-20 of 2017. And I gave this episode an 8.7 out of 10. We finally got the resolution to Cora's story. It was a little slow paced from kind of the big reveals of last episode, the emotional impacts. But uh, this was all about Harry finishing the case. Cora in the present is blaming herself for what has happened, but Harry tells her it wasn't her fault. And it wasn't Frankie's fault either as Cora killed him on reflex when he was innocent he tried to save phoebe's life what's not accounted for is what happened afterwards to her which she still does not know the police show up and arrest her however harry is confident that now that the truth is known it's only a matter of time before they find a witness to cooperate however he finds out their best witness has died of cancer and he had an alibi for the time around after what had happened like he went and renewed his marriage vows with his wife and realized maybe this isn't the life for me his partner dan is on the uh on the jd murder and belatedly he says thank you after he's like yeah i got all this information i've already put out an app i've already done this that and the other thing and i i love their friendship and the fact that he's learning harry to be a little bit more transparent about his feelings like saying thank you because you know he could be a little one-track mind Cora recalls the masked man shooting her up with heroin so that she doesn't remember the events of the night the ball buster doesn't have much to say this episode is pretty chill when it's confirmed phoebe lacy is the body in the grave so i did not quite get the satisfaction i wanted of her being so blatantly wrong but it turns out that it was in fact Cora's dna on the sh- on the blanket it just was a different body in the ground they put out an apb on the van that one of the perps used in the murder which is spotted by the cop friend of mason's harry shows up not waiting for backup to find out what's going on in this clinic that's cash only there are a large group of women waiting inside no men harry is told to leave and he says what kind of business is this sir just then duffy shows up to announce that the bus is leaving ladies but when harry says hey you duffy duffy and the guy realize that they're busted and decide to bolt duffy pulls out a gun on harry it's mason's friend that i'm still i don't think they had an affair i think maybe they had a relationship previously maybe in high school something to that effect but she clearly still had feelings for her or him and he probably saw her as a friend and then took advantage of the fact that she still had feelings for him but yeah she gets a moment to be a hero as she shoots uh, duffy dead and it turns out in the interview that duffy killed jd because he got nervous with the recent police attention because they were running a pretty uh pretty huge or well i guess it's small it feels huge you open a whole damn clinic of opiate drug ring 
Um, they were being provided defrauded scripts to sell. JD was the one that provided the scripts. But there's no connection to the Bearwick Club. Duffy did not kill him on behest of someone else. Uh, the cop chasing does give him props on, you know, the ball buster, on his good police work for taking down the drug ring. And he's sorry, and she's actually sorry that things didn't work out for Cora, but he knows there's a connection. He just has to find it, except her sentencing is tomorrow. And she waived her right to trial. Cora finally is face to face with her mother, wanting to know why she never called the police or came looking for them. They assumed that they had ran away that night and that's why they never came back home. She says she does not regret taking Phoebe out. They just wanted to live and Phoebe met a boy, fell in love. <laughs> I don't know if you can follow love in one moment, but she had a moment that felt like love. She lost her virginity and she died in the arms of the man that she had this special moment. And I'm glad that she had that before she died mom's all like i knew you guys were planning to get away from me like i was some monster you were you really were and then she says uh cora we just wanted to be free then the mom's like how'd that turn out i'm more free now than i ever was with you at the sentence scene she tries to get her story out there but the judge sentences her to 30 years because unfortunately it's too late for a defense it's too late and since there's no way forward for rehabilitation she is now sentenced for 30 years she's gone to prison harry hasn't given up hope though despite life moving on to more mundane things like junkies still in barbecue grills cora's son and mason visit her in prison with her excited to see them both but also wonders if she's harming her son or even mason by not having them move on without her like saying stay with me for 30 years that's a lot <laughs> so she's giving them permission to do so but he says no we're we're gonna be here your child needs his mother you did nothing wrong technically and you know i'm still your husband i still love you and i'm committed to this if it means 30 years and this is how our relation's gonna be relationship is gonna be we get these conjugal visits in. I'm here for you. I'm here for the whole stretch. It was beautiful. I also like the fact that she doesn't need to say anything after that. She just looks at him because she's better at communicating with her, uh, <laughs> communicating visually rather than verbally. Haunted still, Ambrose chases the lead that never went anywhere. Maddie Beecham, that's her new name, and she is in Buffalo where she has named her son winter she heard from jd afterwards threatening her saying if she said anything he'd kill her then apologizing wanting her to be part of some new venture selling oxy and it was immediately after the events of what happened so harry follows the script which leads to the biggest shock and he shouldn't have been the biggest shock because after the one dude was dead i'm like who else could it possibly be but the whole entire time, Frankie's daddy is the man in the mask. Oh, hell no. The police are at his house. And we had saw Harry go speak to that judge again. And she allowed to have Cora come to the house and look around and see if it sparks any of her memory of what happened to her, of where she was being held. 
upstairs she finds covered wallpaper that reveals the truth now i just want to point out that people panic and then they make stupid decisions that inevitably lead to more stupid decisions you know popping pills people dying your son didn't give this woman those pills i mean if you had a moment to actually think with any rationale and clarity you would not have fallen fallen prey he just manipulated everyone because it looked bad thus you will be judged and maybe if you were a black or brown person i could justify going to such lengths but i'm not sure how you just wouldn't let your lawyer sort this mess out because that's what they do no instead jd convinces him after he gets a call from his son to come help that basically i'm gonna say that your son was fucking her when she died and she had pills in her and i'm like okay but you're a known drug addict and a drug dealer and your son is a is a law student <laughs> with a with no criminal record i'd be like okay if you want to roll the dice we can roll the fucking dice but again he he just allowed himself to be manipulated he goes to bury phoebe and kidnap cora seeing as he couldn't kill her in cold blood and you can almost call this karma because that's why your son is dead because you did not do the right thing the parents really should have let her go go to the hospital go to the police station report the report what happened these are young kids my son he would have been off scot-free if we're being realistic they did not do anything that was not consensual right yes they were on drugs but that's just not enough like i didn't murder her an autopsy will clearly show that she had a weak heart and died of it (laughs) and i didn't give her the drugs she was fucked up by the time i got here they could even trace that shit i watch a lot of crime tv so (laughs) excuse me if i know a little something about uh how these situations would play out he did fix her up as a doctor but then drugged her with heroin to get her to forget and that both parents were empathetic for what happened to the girl like like no it's not on the news no one's even looking for these girls how sad is that but then you have them juxtapose oh well him torturing her to forget and not letting her have her fix until she can forget then he finally cleans her up and puts her on the street tosses her away like trash but we see from their perspective that it was it was a sad business all around it really was because on one hand he could have just killed her but on the other hand he also should have done the right thing jd has been blackmailing the dad this whole time because all of the scripts that were stolen for the the opiate ring turns out were stolen from friends of dr belmont cora isn't even angry she knew he did it for his son which many parents would do but damn if it didn't cause her a lot of psychological trauma on top of the abuse she already went through and the warped sexual relationship she had with her sister i mean it's just it was a lot it was a lot for anyone and i'm glad that in the end the judge really let her go to uh, a psychiatric facility and allowed for two years for her to be um, evaluated for release because 
her getting the <laughs> the therapy that she needs is necessary so she gonna come out of prison a new person to win and dan tells harry is proud of him if it wasn't for the blackmail aspect i wonder if the parents would have tried to speak up a little bit more um you know about what happened like okay this all came out so our son is dead it's no use anymore protecting him uh from this whole entire story except you still had the threat of jd out there willing to give a different version and now that it's been once those 24 to 48 hours is up it's really harder to come clean once you're in it's it's really hard to get out of that glue trap Cora and Harry meet before her transport and she thanks him and gives him a hug as he assures she'll be out in two years. Well, she'll finally get to be free of all the demons that have been chasing her her entire life. The season ends with the truth coming to light in the media as well. And Harry now once again alone with his demons. He had a nice conversation with Cora in the car on the way back after... The father had apologized to her. He says that when they first met, he knew that she was blaming herself, which is something that he did. And because he knew that familiar feeling, that's where they felt the connection, why he knew she was abused, because he went through a similar situation, if not the exact. He would clearly came from a very abusive childhood. And he said something to the effect of, I don't know what to do with it all all of these feelings and i think that what you need to do is (laughs) uh exactly what you did with this case i think that's gonna help you possibly with your demons i mean you saw how it was a change in his behavior and then you have you know the death of his child as well just re uh re-bringing up or regurgitating is the word i was looking for all of those uh feelings that he probably has been running from for a very long time so really good to season one i can't wait for season two i'm glad it's getting a season four this is one of the shows i really look forward to reviewing each week so i can't wait to see what our next mystery will bring for season two if you want to send feedback blackgirlcouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black or magic.